Hello guys, I welcome all of you to today's farmcast and today also we'll be discussing five drug of choice, one anti-cancer drug and a couple of questions asked by students, right? And one question is I'm not able to retain much even after repeating revisions many times what to do. And second question is how to take breaks during preparation. So these are two questions which I've chosen from uh, those which you have asked. So I'll discuss this at last. And uh, Today guys, let us begin with the drug of choice and uh, today, frankly speaking, the disorder I am about to discuss right, usually you know I discuss 5 drugs of choice but today I will discuss only one disorder but that one disorder has many subtypes which will even, uh, you know be more than 5 drugs of choice which we usually discuss So guys, the disorder for today is epilepsy and seizure, right? So epilepsy and seizure, you know there are various subtypes and that is why we will discuss today only epilepsy and guys, uh, let us begin with generalized epilepsy. So generalized epilepsy, guys, if they ask you GTCS, generalized tonic-clonic seizure or grand mal epilepsy or myoclonic seizure, the most common subtype of which is JME or juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, what is the drug of choice? I guess, guys, all of you must uh, know this answer and that is Valproid, isn't it? Valproid is the preferred, most preferred drug for GTCS, myoclonic seizure, that is JME. Whereas absence seizure is a bit controversial, right? But uh, after going through a lot of resources, guys, I've tried to solve this mystery. Now, absence seizure, remember, if it is a case of typical absence seizure, then in your exams, you go for ethosuximide. The ethosuximide is not widely available in India, but still most of the guidelines that I went through, guys, they bet for ethosuximide for typical absence seizure. So, Typical absence is a ethosuximide. If it is atypical absence is a, it does not respond to ethosuximide. So there we can go for valproid. So that is guys the mystery of absence is a, stick to this in your exams. Now moving on to the second disorder for today that is partial seizure, right? Second type of seizure or epilepsy. Partial seizure guys, drug of choice is carbamazepine and carbamazepine has been the universal drug of choice for a lot of time a uh, lot of time but nowadays we have latest drugs like lamotrigine etc which are also used like oxcarbazepine but nevertheless carbamazepine is still the universal drug of choice in partial seizure if it is not in the option then then you can go for drugs like lamotrigine or oxcarbazepine moving on to the third disorder for today guys uh, if it is a case of mixed seizure syndrome see mixed seizure syndrome like lennox gestalt syndrome or Dravet syndrome the the worst part about mixed seizure syndrome is that these seizures they are usually not responsive to most of the sodium channel blockers like phenytoin carbamazepine right so these drugs they not they do not act here so here we choose a drug in mixed seizure syndrome which has a wide spectrum of mechanism of action that is it is a calcium channel blocker it is a sodium channel blocker it acts via GABA and does it ring a bell guys which drug am i talking here about guys here i'm talking about valproid so remember linox gastroid syndrome dravet syndrome these are mixed scissor syndrome for which valproid is the drug of choice now moving on to the fourth one for today that is infantile spasm guys infantile spasm the drug of choice actually depends upon association of tuberous sclerosis so if it is infantile spasm with tuberous sclerosis your answer would be vigabatrine Whereas, if it is a case without tuberous sclerosis, then go for ACTH, right? ACTH 
it is less toxic as compared to vigabatrin. Then why we do not use it in case of tuberous sclerosis? Because ACTH is not effective if there are organic lesions in the brain like tubers in case of tuberous sclerosis. Number five, there is a syndrome called as West syndrome. And West syndrome is nothing else, it is infantile spasm associated with mental retardation. And here also ACTH is the drug of choice. Number six, seizures in neonates. Guys, remember seizures in neonates, the most common cause is hypoxia, HIE, hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy uh, to the brain, right? And phenobarbital is the drug of choice. Why phenobarbital is the drug of choice? The reason being is barbiturates, they decrease the cerebral metabolic rate and they decrease oxygen consumption. So this is an extra effect apart from anti-epileptic effect, which is desirable in case of HIE, right? Now let's talk about epilepsy in pregnancy. So guys, epilepsy in pregnancy, the current drug of choice is levetiracetam, right? It has changed. The current drug of choice is levetiracetam. Two other drugs which are preferred in epilepsy in pregnancy are lamotrigine and clonazepam. So three drugs, levetiracetam, lamotrigine, clonazepam. The preferred one is levetiracetam. And finally, the last one for today, guys, status epilepticus. All of you know this is an easy one. Lorazepam is the drug of choice for status epilepticus. Now, guys, we have come to the second part that is anti-cancer drugs. So, for today, I'll be discussing two pyrimidine analogs, 5-fluorouracil capacitabine. These are the most commonly asked pyrimidine analogs. And 5-fluorouracil is an intravenous drug. Capacitabine is an oral pro-drug of 5-fluorouracil. So, both these drugs are essentially same. The only difference is route of administration, one is IV, one is oral and both these drugs guys, how they act, they act by inhibiting thymidylate synthase and thus they inhibit DNA synthesis, so they block S phase. Now use of both these drugs, they can be used for treatment of lower GIT cancer. I've told you many times before in the farmcast as well, lower GIT cancer that is colorectal cancer as well as anal cancer. These two are the drug of choice. Side effect, it has been asked a couple of times. Um, both these drugs they can cause hand and foot syndrome so what happens in hand and foot syndrome there is desquamation of the palms and soles and they are bright red in color and it's a very painful condition guys and uh, if i talk about capacitabine and 5-fluorouracil capacitabine is a more common cause of hand and foot syndrome as compared to 5-fluorouracil so that's all for today guys in the section of drugs that i had to discuss now we have come to our last section where i discuss few questions that you keep on asking me every day and I come up with some solution right um, the first question guys for today is I'm unable to retain much after repeated revisions so the student was asking me even after I am I've revised many times still I'm not able to retain those information so sir do you have any solution for me so guys, a simple solution for this is you have to revise while revising right so let me break it down for you it might sound confusing what, what what does it mean by revise while revising guys there is a there is a pattern of revision called as sequential revision and what happens in sequential revision uh, this is this is a method a study method that i used to follow for volatile subjects like biochemistry microbiology pharmacology you know that guys we study so many times and we still forget it i still begin to sweat when i look at that krebs cycle guys in biochemistry right i still cannot get over it so what we do in this sequential revision pattern see guys it's very simple 
whatever i revise today right whatever i revise today suppose uh, i've divided my revision into two halves right five hours one subject five hours another subject for example so whatever i revise today uh, for five hours tomorrow what i'll do i will specially dedicate 20 minutes 15 to 20 minutes to revise again whatever i have studied today and day after tomorrow guys i'll again revise the same thing for five minutes so every day you will study something and you'll revise something which you have studied yesterday and day before yesterday so let it run in triplets right triplets and you can revise in five minutes why see because i have studied it yesterday for 15 to 20 minutes i have studied it day before yesterday for around four to five hours so now i'm third time revising which means what i just need to overlook whatever i have revised so guys you might think what this five minute will make a difference because it makes a hell lot of difference even five minutes of overlooking on the third day right so you know in physiology right how do you generate the uh, permanent memory permanent memory how do you generate it by repetition so th what i'm doing here is i'm repeating again time and again so this is how guys what i did uh, is for these volatile subjects to retain them for a longer period of time because you know in pharma biochemistry micro there are a lot of facts guys and it takes a toll so if you follow this guys i guarantee you your retention will become rock solid all right so this is uh, your first uh, question and a solution to that now moving on to the second question how to take breaks during revision now this is a general question guys and you know every person is different from another so everyone has a way of taking uh, breaks during revision so yeah, i'll tell you i mean i cannot say i don't know how girls they take a break right but uh, i'm a guy and i can tell you what uh, we used to do for our breaks and uh, for most of my co-aspirants right um, they used to have fag breaks and i was not a smoker then so i i wasn't uh, interested in those fag breaks but i had my own way of taking a break so i'll tell you what i used to do to take a break so i'll take a break but still still i'm not wasting the time right i'm still actively doing something uh, at the same time relaxing myself so what i used to do is uh, i used to take a cup of coffee after suppose after four hours of study i'm tired right my, my back is hurting uh, my I'm having headache or something like that. So I need to relax my back as well as I need to relax my mind So what I used to do after four hours of study. I used to have a cup of coffee and uh, After that coffee I'll lie down for 15 to 20 minutes right close my eyes and I try to recall whatever I had studied for the last four hours. So what happens is you are relaxing at the same same time of relaxing your back, back you are relaxing your mind because you are not actively studying something but passively you are trying to you know memorize whatever you have studied in the past four hours so you are at the same time you are relaxing as well as you are you know utilizing utilizing the time to remember what we have studied so that is how i used to relax guys and uh, see taking this coffee is important because once i uh, lie down and I, I ran out of coffee. I was not having coffee, so I didn't have time. So I thought I'll just relax like that. And, and I lied down and then I, I I woke up after two hours. So I wasted a lot of time. Then I realized that coffee is an important part of this process of relaxation. So guys, the, the problems that we have, they are uh, complex, right? Many a times in our life, you'll see that the complex problems in our life, they often they have simple solutions right we need to just look around us and 
we need to strategize right we need to strategize and uh, many of you might think right while you are preparing right we i have seen students they tend to get depressed that i have studied from a peripheral college or i had not studied well during my undergraduate days and that is why i do not stand a chance guys you are wrong there is nothing like that a competitive exam is altogether a different ball game right even if you take my case uh, i used to study you know um, quite religiously while i was in my first year and second year because you know initially you have that uh, stamina and you have that goal but after two years what happens is the extra curricular activities they start and you try you tend to lose your you know focus and then after two years uh, so first two years i was the topper but after two years i was the topper but from down so why because what used to happen is i started not to study continuously i would just study just before the exams so just to uh, get through the exams so that happens to many of us so I, it happened like that time passed and then when i came to internship and i started preparing then i had to strategize because i knew my areas of weakness where i was weak so guys the first thing you need to do is find your areas of weakness where you are weak at which subjects you are weak at and make a strategy and work hard and target and believe me you can beat the bestest of the best person just by making a good strategy and really religiously following it guys right so there is nothing like that that you are from periphery medical college or you didn't have a good stint while you were you're in your undergraduate so you cannot score well in these competitive exams it's a myth there is nothing like that work hard and you can get any any seat of your choice any rank of your choice you can get it guys i'm guaranteeing you but you should have that guts to believe in yourself yes you need guts to believe in yourself that i can do this right so believe in yourself guys stop giving yourself excuses these are nothing but these are your defense mechanisms right so stop fooling yourself you're fooling nobody else you're fooling yourself right so get this out of your head and put the medal on the pedal and keep racing guys so that's all for today guys and uh, if you have any doubts like these uh, in your preparations guys you can always uh, let me know in the comment box i'll try to incorporate your doubts in one of my next uh, farm cast guys so that's all for today guys lots of love take care bye bye this is dr ranjan with you